We're back. Episode 5 of A Bit of Swaz. We're now getting right <laughs> into the season and there's plenty to talk about involving our beloved Bluebirds. It's been a bizarre couple of weeks to say the least, but it's safe to say we're excited to go through it. As always, I'm joined by my right-hand man, William Kosh. What's happening, Koshy? I'm all good, man. Come on. I'm on it. Well, seven points out of a possible nine since we last spoke. Who would have thought? Definitely not me and you <laughs> after our last week's predictions. But remember, we're at Swaz Pod on a Twitter, Facebook and now Instagram. So like, love, share, comment and most importantly, subscribe. Oh, well... Like I said, we're getting right into it. You know how we get down. Cardiff City won. Burnley won. A game we were very excited about in last episode. Didn't expect nothing out of it. Nathan Teller grabs the first goal not long after the halftime break. But just when we thought it was over in the dying embers of the game, Callum Robertson headers it after a lovely cross by Romeo. Plenty of verbal on the side from Bellamy. Will, what did you make of the game? Mate, this, this win... Oh, sorry. This draw, sorry. Um, feels like a win though, doesn't it? It does feel like a win. <laughs> this, this helped uh, the bake. Oh, Birdie were looking to to win three consecutive league games against us for the first time since 1994. Okay. So that oh. stops that bit of history happening. But yeah. I'll tell you what surprised helps. me even more was um, we played a four four two. I know. I know. Good point. And uh, the, to be honest with you, it, it felt really weird watching a four four two. Not sure about you, but it's been a while. It's been a while, and it's just. So you can see like how and why maybe teams have gone away from that just because of how like open the midfield can be now with like the new formations and how managers like to play. But mm. uh, the game saw Burnley dominate the most of the ball with fifty nine percent. But we said a lot of chances, twelve shots for on tied ourselves. Uh, we had a lot of energy in that team. I thought I thought Romeo was quality. He obviously got the assist late on for the Robertson mm. goal, which obviously Karen Robertson talked about him as well. He's made an immediate impact on and off mm. the pitch. I would say. I just, I'm not sure if you see that sort of celebration, but doing the Lion Tyler, he just gets a club, doesn't he? He just gets it. And then obviously Hudson after the final whistle, doing the Lion Tyler, respect the fans. It was really positive because I know we were a bit, in, a bit worried about what could happen with Hudson in charge and we were hoping maybe someone could come in before this game. But obviously it might have changed now, but it was a good, really good result against the top sides, but against Burnley. And obviously it was nice to see Burnley back as well, but. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Hey, good Bellamy points. was giving him mind, wasn't he? You got to be fair. I mean, you got to respect that. That's what we'd want as Cardiff fans. I'd want to see Bellamy giving it all from the side. I want to see Bellamy wanting to get that three points against us. But no, it was a good performance. Obviously, against a very tough side. Like I mentioned, we counted that. We counted us out. We counted us out. We thought Burnley would be uh, too much for us to handle, but we done well. And like you mentioned there, well, we've kind of Robertson, obviously new boy coming in doing the Artala. That that's just how you get the fans on your on your side. It's not hard. We we don't ask for much. We don't. We're not. We're not that fussy. You do the Aitala after you score. You know, he not even have to score a winner. Equalize it in the dying embers of the game. Then you you lived like that. Hudson, obviously, Hudson knows he's been. He was here years ago. Obviously, he knows what we love, what the fans are like. Coming over, doing the Aitala, giving us. I get it's sort of like an attention, giving us the attention that we feel we deserve as consumers of the football club. But um, good good result. That's a one point. That's a big one point. Do you know what I mean? You, and in a championship, a long, hard season, you, you're going to need those big one points. But the next game, we'll say it went uh, just a little bit differently. The 1-0 win versus Blackburn. What a performance against a good side, a good footballing side. We're in the best crowds in terms of numbers, but i got to say, being there first-hand, it felt like a real belief back in the Cardiff City Stadium. 
Obviously, Sparky scored that bang in the 83rd minute. Beautifully set up by uh, Callum Robertson to top off the, out the brilliant outfield performance. Then, to top off an unbelievable keeping performance at the end of the 90 minutes, there was obviously penalty saved by Ryan Orslop, who I thought had a fantastic game. You know, with the, we've mentioned what he's like with the ball at his feet, but making some real, real big saves. And you heard a lot of Mark Hudson's Bamiami on the canton. I think that was, um, I'd say, the first time you've, us as fans was proper here. They're going throughout the game. as I think because we were playing so well and we really knew we had a, a chance of winning the game. It just didn't stop. It really didn't stop. And you could see that even the passion of celebration once when, when Sparky scored and you could tell how much that meant to him. But what what a performance. What did you make of it, Will? Wait, another, another fact, yeah? We stopped our, our winner's seven league games against Blackburn to an end, so... Oh! Loads <laughs> of positives. Bad, 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 bad. Hey, lots of positives out here this week. Uh, but yeah, going back to the game, 4-4-2, scrapped back to a 4-1-4-1 top of formation. Mm. Robinson had lots of chances, but... Yeah. Uh, um, just wide, for the free kick went just wide, deflections. Shame about Romeo's injury, mind. Yeah. And then, but it was a bit of a... The referee had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he, in that game? Yeah, it was a um, I know we we shot a penalty mm-hmm. for handball, and then he had a penalty, and they carried on playing. They scored, and they brought it back to the penalty. So, obviously, well, did, also did you think it, it should have been a, that was the correct decision? Well, well, I was I was when I was a kid, I always thought the rule was if it's a penalty, you give it no matter what happens. You don't you don't play advantage for a penalty because if it's not a penalty, but yeah, um, yeah it was just I thought that game just it felt. Like the fans were involved, it just felt, it felt it. like a big, not turning point, but it just felt like. No, I like, know what you mean by that. In the stadium, like I said, it felt like the belief was back, like sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of felt, like. Yeah. You honestly had fans speaking after about we can make we can make uh, playoffs we can make playoffs like you had that sort of belief. It's been a while since we actually have had serious thoughts. Obviously, it's early on the season. I don't think we're gonna make playoffs. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. But <laughs> it's that sort of belief that was back back in back in the team. Do you know what I mean? And like like I said, it weren't the best numbers there, but you could hear the canton for all game, all 90 minutes. It was literally, even even walking out of the stadium, fans chanting still after the game. Saying, yeah. Uh, we haven't heard that in such a long time. It's always been miserable. Get your head down, get home type of thing. Yeah. But it was just so many positives. Well, I thought um, Kipri had a quality game. My man, the game. match, personally. I thought also made some big saves as well during the game we can't forget about. And obviously the penalty save. Do you see... Um, Apparently Harris told him with the dive. Do you see that? Yeah, because uh, yeah. um, it was the um, it was one of the one of the people on the coaching staff said, didn't they? Graham Stack is that his name? I f- I can't I can't fact check you on that. I'm not hundred percent sure. I just know it was someone from the coaching staff. But yeah, they were, it was good. They're obviously a quality save as well from Oldslop. <laughs> Fans hmm. chatting his name. But it's not just that. That sort of even just Sparky telling Oldslop where to go, and then them who sort of connecting off that stuff like that is one you need in the season. That I know is mad to say. But that is what brings players together, is stuff like that. Do you even see Robinson uh, celebrating? Like, couldn't look at the penalty, he's turned his back. Did you see, did you yeah. see the jail on social media? Yeah. And I think, I think Robinson, every time he's on the pitch, you can tell he's got, um, I think, sort of a determination and not a lot of fans thought he had. And I don't just mean that in terms of determination to get goals, but even off the ball, he's working. And in that Blackburn game, like you mentioned, he had so many chances. But then chances... A lot from him making it, him making just slight little runs and beyond. He's brilliant off the one-twos. Of, I can't wait to see him and Colwell have a little going together. But they're brilliant just playing off them quick one-twos. And honestly, I've been, I've been really impressed with what I've seen so far from Robertson. But my man the match for the Blackburn game had to be Kipri. 
Oh, he was unbelievable. I thought NG was brilliant as well, and Winter played brilliant in the middle of the pack. But Kipre, I think, since he's just come in, he's just been solid. And I feel like now he's had a few games, so I say more than a few games, to really settle in. You can really tell that and the, by his performances. And you can just see he's comfortable at the back, even with the ball at his feet. He's comfortable, spraying it out, he's talking. Honestly, I was really, really impressed by Kipre, and he's he's just shown what he's made of. Do you think this is their... Um... Mark Harris breakout season after scoring that screamer, been very good recently the last couple of games. Well, obviously it's early on, but I would love to see him break out. Definitely, obviously, obviously he's one. Of, he's one of our own. He's one of our own, of course. But obviously it's early on to say, and you don't know how many chances he's gonna get. You don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting though. It's a very in- it's very interesting to say the least. Because I I know I know we mentioned. Earlier in the season, when we talked about Harris and with Nathan, we said, "Where's his best position?" And I said, "I can see him as a t- as 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 a second striker." And that's what we've been seeing recently with him and Robinson, which has been really interesting. And it's also shown that he can play as a two. Maybe that is his best position. But if we're gonna go with that three or four three three, maybe he's on the wing. But he's very adaptable, and it's good. It's good to have that as a player to be able to play different form- uh, different positions in the sides. Mm. And it shows. And it also, it's also good for his. Chance with the Welsh team, showing them Rob Page, you can play on the wing, you can play up front. He's going to be a two up front. Very much so. Very, very good game from the Bluebirds. And um, I just got to say, the atmosphere, it, it felt like Cardiff City again. It felt like Cardiff City. But to top off, to top off our poor predictions from last episode, <laughs> what a game. What an away day for those who went. A big 3 1 win against newly promoted side Wigan Athletic. A game we didn't have a lot of the ball. But started off with a lovely early goal by, once again, Callum Robinson, who then unfortunately picked up a knock. Then tidy volley by Ojo to get his first one of the season. And that hell of a free kick by Agli, our best player this season, Ryan Winter. Well, what a mad game. Football's mad. Football's mad. Football's mad. Yeah, um, uh, it was a five-minute delay, wasn't it, before kickoff, if you, if you saw yeah. it Because um, the goal was two inches higher than the other goal. And funny enough, the goal that goal that um, that was two inches higher was the goal that Ryan Wintle scored off the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing the Wigan athletic manager came out and, and said about that after. But it was funny that we we noticed it first and we flagged it up first apparently. And okay, um, so hey, we we did say we did say about it before the kickoff, so <laughs> we can't complain. But oh, talk about Wintle's goal, mind. I'm not sure if you can remember, but I know some fans will. It was Peter Whitten, um Playoffs, um, 2010. It reminds me of that free kick when he hits off the post, but it wasn't off the post. But it was like that angle, like expecting a cross to come in, and he just gone for it, and he just caught the keeper off guard. Mm. It was just unbelievable, and the team performance it was unbelievable because Wigan have had a terrible game so far. They're, they're winless in the third, in the so far at home. So we took four advantages of that, and it was really interesting. So he changed his formation again, but the five. I know. Five so, back. He's, he's trying them out. Fair place to hedge. He's, he's, he's trying. trying he's trying to find the best team. But what really stood out for me was that the way he dealt with O'Dowd to play in wing back, because we do we know that he doesn't want to play it as a wing back. But oh, the way he played wing back in that game was unbelievable. He had him as more of a winger, more of an advanced winger with NG coming like a full back. If that makes sense, like mm, just staying yeah. back and offering like a pass back, and then the players come around. But it was, oh, he, was, he was class. He was going forward. Obviously, he had the assist for the Ojo goal. I yeah. thought Nkuku was unbelievable. Energy, oh, what, yeah. especially going forwards. Summer's energy. 
he also linked up with Robinson for the first goal and helped out. had a pass to assist with um, Ojo's goal. Mm. But I thought he was quality. Obviously, he's got stuff to work on defensively, we know that. But I thought he was a really good really good I, 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 I personally, I'd like to touch on Nkuno. I think he is quality. I, I think he's really... Obviously, like you said, we know what he's got to touch on defensively, but... The past three games, these three games we mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned it because I thought he's been fantastic going forward. Just in terms of bringing the ball from the defensive line, breaking into that midfield and taking a pass two players and then just releasing it off. What more could you want from your left back going forward? I think he's been fantastic. I think Everton got a good young player in there. Literally, so, he's so much energy and he, he can see the pass, the final pass. Like we might like we have four backs at the time. He's just passing sideways and backwards, but he's yeah. with the, the push into the space, the pass into the space, with the players' feet and tell him to go on. You could do something with that, and it was, it's it's really nice to see. And he's also not afraid to take his man on as well, which we, we've seen quite not a lot. Not at all, not at all. But well, one thing we did mention: conceded another back post header. Are, are these becoming a problem? Because obviously we've got a lot of positive things to talk about, which we are very excited about. But we can't ignore these sort of things. Is it becoming a problem with these back post headers? Um, I would say so. I think teams have obviously done their research on us and they're starting to see this pattern, especially towards mm. the ends of the game when they need the goal. You can see, I thought they, I knew they brought on their striker and he was like six foot four, six foot three, and he, all he did was just stand at the back post, knowing the ball was going to come to the back post and he had an easy header. Yeah. So it's something you'll be uh, wary about. I know Hudson did bring Nelson on eventually, which obviously helps that threat, but maybe make that so a bit earlier. Assumes that you maybe see that extra forward going on. Mm. But yeah, we we can't fault it though because NG's quality, like yeah, off the ball, as well as an attack, build up, build and play up. But suddenly we we <laughs> it could be four brand, it could be four one. Um, yeah, Ojo had a massive one v one chance at the end of the game. Yeah, very so, true. But it it's nice to see Ojo get his um get his goal. Also, Ayatollah. Yeah, also doing the Ayatollah, which is uh, what you want to see from your number ten, ideally. But we met as we mentioned um in previous episodes, whether we think Ojo can really make that jump this year. And I still, I feel like I still feel the same way about it. Like, I'm, I like when he's playing, he's, I feel like he's, his performances have gone better and he's played better performances in terms of on the pitch. You can see he's making more off-ball runs. He's even working back, but I can imagine that's what Hudson has been in his ear about. But I still feel the same way when I'm just, I'm just not too sure whether he's going to make that jump yet this season. What do you think, Well, Do you think he can make that jump and t- be one of our... Better players, one of the first names on the team sheet? I think so. I think the problem at the moment is, obviously with the change of manager, and even when Morrison was there, there's a lot of change of formation going on at the moment. So when he's playing the wing, when he's up front, he's not really got a chance to like... Play in a proper system. ...where he wants to play. And mm. he's learning his different roles constantly, and maybe it's had an effect on his performance and what he could bring. But we also know the quality he has. We've seen him for, for a year um, when he had that loan spot before. And also, we've seen glimpses of him this year. But it just... It all depends how the manager wants to play. And he might have to adapt to maybe... It might even suit him. You never know with the, the two strikes. He might like that factor. Especially a bit on. Like, he had two chances. Mm. He scored a goal. And he had a big chance. He might think, all right, I'm happy Very to do true. that. I'm happy to maybe wait my turn. And they, they did mention that. Some of the players did mention, like, there's more of a team performance. We all know if we're not coming on, or if we are coming on, we're going to contribute in some manner. Yeah. That, that's really important as a team. That, you know... Right, I'm not, I might not play, but I'm going to have 10 minutes, but that 10 minutes are going to be vital in, for this team and help win it, help win this game. And I think that's maybe what a lot of the players didn't have under Steve Morrison, because maybe they'd think, right, I'm going to come on 10 minutes and just get absolutely berated 
shouted at during and after. So maybe that could be the difference there. But you mentioned there, well, formations. What do you think now? That's three games we played three different formations. Obviously, we chopped and changed during during the ninety minutes of the game yeah. games. But what do you think is our best system and formation? Just well, from I, seeing them three games from what Mark Hudson has shown us. I love seeing Odalda in that wing back role. Okay. Only because it caused so many like problems off the ball because it's like he's not a wing back, he's so far up, he's more of a winger and mm. NG helps him and it creates like loads of overloads on that side. And I think we're best off with two up front. So four four two is you go is that what you're going for? Five, five three two I would say. But okay. I'd love to see us with, with Harris and Robinson up front when possible. Okay. But it, you still could do that with him as Harris maybe is like on the wing but coming in inverted a bit more with yeah. Oldham at wide or Ojo at wide. But I would say just five at the back. It just feels safe. I think we've played five at the back for a bit as well the last couple of years. Okay. And obviously with NG as well, if you want to get the best out of him, maybe that is his... Role and you can actually be a with Simpson with him and Skipperay, mm. but obviously with injuries now, as you might, you might, you might not decide to do it five at the back, and because Romeo's out, he has got cover. Maybe Sang, yeah, maybe. Mm. But um, I don't know. I did. I did. I did enjoy seeing it as a four four two, but I didn't like the defensive side of four four two, and because there was some gaps yeah. appearing. But four four two. We don't do, know. Yeah, four two. We don't know. Next game, it could come out of a complete different formation. You could come out with a completely different. You could come out with a four-two-four. But me personally, I, I probably feel that. I don't know. I feel I liked what I seen out of us in a four-three-three. I understand that's what Morrison implanted, but I just liked what what it gave us in a sense where it just went all in that CDM role. And I know we've mentioned about putting him in different positions and roles, but I quite like him there. And then Rudy Martin in the midfield, and then you can chuck Soyuz in there. You can even chuck Colwell when he gets back in that other midfield spot. And then you've got the um, obvious thought, well, not obvious thought back, whoever thought back, and then top three. But it's funny you mentioned there about wing backs and full backs there. Who would you say is our preferred right wing back or right back? Because I feel left back, obviously, we still get about JC Collins, but Nkuku's come in and played very well. And then you still got Joel Bagan as backup, although he hasn't had the opportunities he's probably hoped for this season. Who would you say is our best preferred right back or right wing back? Say you played in our system. Is it Romeo, NG, or even Odauda, as you've mentioned? Because, like we said earlier, Romeo's been performing well, like he did before he picked up that knock. The steady Eddie, as Blakey called him. <laughs> who would you rather? Who would you rather right back? Because I feel like it's an important football, important football, important position, especially in modern day football. Um, ah, oh, I think right back Romeo, but right wing back. It really depends. Honestly, it depends if you can fit Odalder in the team somewhere else. If not, I, I think you've got to start Odalder at the same time. Because what surprised us, especially, is how like he is in the air and how physical and how athletic um, Odalder actually is, which surprised yeah. me. And uh, if you look back at the last couple of games, all our goal kicks initially go into him for the first half, yeah. which is quite nuts to think that our wingers yeah, is that like target man for goal kicks. Yeah, very or true. Or wing back, should we say. So he's obviously got the physicality and the profile to play as a wing back and defend as well. But I think Romeo's been so good recently and so is uh, O'Dowd, so it's quite stick Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. So if, does NG not, not get a shout? Not as a right wing back, I would say. Maybe as what a right, about back. right back. Maybe right back. So who, who would you put Romeo or NG as starting right back? Oh, Romeo. 
Okay, and then for starting right wing back, you'd put Dowder over Romeo. Uh, that's a sticky so. one. I would say you so. would. Ju- oh, I, I, I have no wrong answers. Well, he's just Romeo's injured for the time. Yeah, of course, of course. So, do you think NG is better suited as a centre half? Because we've seen him play centre half, right back, centre half, right back throughout this season. Where do you think he suits best? Because I think he's one of our... My, personally, I think he's one of our best, better players in the side. Not just that, he works hard. He's got, you can just tell he's got a good footballing brain. Yeah. Last season, I've, I've said this plenty of times, last season he was my player of the year. Do you think he's be- best preferred as a centre-half? But then you do mention them back post headers. They do become a problem. He does get targeted at times because he is under six foot. And as a centre-half, that's, that's not the best thing. That's not what you want. So, well, centre half or right back? What what is he? I think I wouldn't. I don't think I would put him in a two anymore. I would put two him then. in as a three. So right centre half. That makes sense. So on the side of the of the three. Mm. But uh, the thing is, he does well on ones. Like I know you see back post all the time, but he still he still defends five out of six of those crosses. It's just that one time he doesn't defend, they score, and it's just pointed at him but yeah. he does do well for his heights and his physicality and yeah I think he brings such leadership as well in the back and organisation so, I think he's vital in the back three so let's say if we're playing in a four yeah. say we're playing a four at the back really important game mind hypothetically say we're playing a really important game four at the back would you check him in that four at the back? Uh, tell me, who's this striker? It's got this striker. So, so do you think it, it solely depends on who the opposition is? Uh, it depends on, yeah, and how, how they play, I think. If they, if do they you have think a dominant striker in the year, or if they like corner set pieces, which most championship clubs do, um, maybe not mm. person, maybe Simpson and Kipri, because Simpson has been bad. Like I thought he's been really, oh, really good. Oh, Simpson done well in his last game when he came yeah. on. Yeah, I think he's done well. I think like, when he first came, he didn't have much like, pre-season behind him. He got chucked in the deep end of West Brom. He held his own. He had a couple of blocks, didn't he, recently in the couple mm. of games. I think he's gone under the radar a bit, and I think he's done well, well to come in. And obviously, he was a bit of a surprise signing, because he came a bit late. Yeah. And I thought he sat there well. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Cause you, well, he's done better than what I, he's done better what I thought, that's for sure, because cause he's, he's looked quite tidy, and even with the ball at his feet, I didn't really realise he was um, so comfortable with the ball at his feet. Obviously, left foot is centre-half. He came from um, Bossy. He played for Bournemouth and he went to Rangers. So he's obviously gone to play the good teams and like pass the ball around. So he should be yeah. comfortable. And to be honest, it's a quite clever signing for us, especially left foot. It's a after quite rare these days again. So it was a good find from the club, really. Yeah, very good find. It'd be interesting to see. Well, what is the back four this season? Or what? Are you, what is the back four? What is the midfield? What is the attack? What's the formation? It's just. It's all up in the end. All I know is we're getting points. We're getting points on the board. We're with, with that points. midfield, with that midfield, do you think the midfield settle now? Do you think we've seen a left that midfield that you could maybe say you're free? Ah, see, that's the thing. See, I feel personally, personally, I feel that Winter, Winter's in there, no matter what, whether you're playing him CDM, centre mid, whatever formation in that midfield. But say we're going for a three-man midfield, yeah, yeah. Let's say we're going for a three-man midfield. Winter's got to be in it. Rinomata, I think he has to be in there because the start of the season, well, I know you'll agree with me on this. He's been fantastic, not just defensively and working. And I know at the start we said, oh, he does a lot of the dirty work that people don't see, which he does, 100% does. But he's also starting to show what, what he can do 
in the final third as well. He's had a couple of assists to start this season off, and that's coming from winning the ball, bringing the ball forward. He's brilliant in the air, and he's not even the tallest or the biggest, but he's just such an he's such a force he in that covers, midfield. Yeah, he covers so much ground, a blade of grass, doesn't he? Like I remember, what was the Wigan game? He broke on the counter attack. He ran the pitch, ran out from midfield, could have broke, ran the whole pitch. He's just everywhere. And he covers. He's an animal. He, he's like he's like an extra player in midfield with him in the midfield, and he's. Which which is good for us because it can lead to like maybe like more of a Koa or a Soyuz to get playing and go more attacking. If well, that is the next question: Who does fit in that other role? Because is it is it a Soyuz who has been well at the start of the season and obviously he's been on the bench last game, but he come on made the difference. He's looking dangerous. Very obviously not a bad player. Got himself he already got himself a couple of goals. Or is it Colwell when he gets back from injury? Or is it Joe Rolls? Or, or is it Joe Rolls? That's club captain. Or Happy is birthday it, too, by the way. I tell you what, I, I'm really excited. Really, really excited thinking about it now. Is seeing Edward Adams as well. Oh, very you, good point, William. Can you imagine the energy of Rinna Botter and Adams? Edward Adams. With Winter, I'm, I'm just sorry, Winter, that, just that midfield is going to break that play up. If you're playing as a Burnley or someone likes to pass the ball around, then maybe a Swansea coming up. Oh... They could dist- they could outwork that midfield and keep us the ball, and they're w- well good enough to keep that ball. Especially what we've seen from Winter and Rinabotta, they can keep a ball. So well, that is interesting. Does everyone? Obviously, we haven't seen him in a Cardiff City shirt, so we don't really have a clue. Obviously, he done well at Forest Green Rovers, but we've got to remember that was League Two football. Yeah, we've seen a little bit in pre-season, but we didn't see obviously got injured like, in pre-season. But yeah, that's what I mean. What, like, what we've heard, of I can't Forest- judge off that. Yeah, what we hear from Forest Green fans is that he's a lot of hard work and player, a lot of energy, a lot of determination, athleticism, physical. It'd be interesting to see, but but who goes in that spot? Well, is it Rosie? Is it Adams? Is it Caldwell? Who goes it's, in that it's spot? It just excites me, especially like a derby game. They've got that power and that physicality and that presence in the field with them. It's just they just built up a good game, didn't it? If you add, then you have the likes of Harris, Robinson, Caldwell on the break. Oh, it just excites me, Brand. It is very exciting. I can't lie, but we'll have to wait and see. But it's time, Will. We move on to the most exciting part of the show. And that's the fans' questions, the fans' reactions on Twitter. So, first off, we have Phil Weston, also known as Testy. Testy. He says, give Huds the job until the World Cup and then reevaluate. If he does get it permanent, then I would like us to bring in an experienced director of football to help. Now, well, that's very interesting. Testy, I think I agree with him in terms of giving it the job to the World Cup. I think that should be mandatory now by this point. He's had a, few, a couple, few weeks in there. Obviously, he's proven that he knows what he's doing. Well, anyway, he's making making a good point of showing it. So I, I couldn't agree more. But getting a director of football, I mean, it's been a lot of talk. Well, in recent time, really, because Cardiff City are without one, realistically. Do you think we should bring in a, a director of football? And if so, who will? Anyone spring to mind? Um, yeah, why not? I, I, I know, like, most teams have one these days, and they seem re- pretty involved with their clubs, aren't they, the director of football? So I, I, why not? But maybe I will say, one thing I did see on Twitter, I can't remember who from or where from, but I did see about... Bring in Steve McFarlane, director of football. That's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting, that is, mate, isn't it? Very, very interesting. interesting. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if Steve McPhail 
could come in there because he's got experience in that role. He definitely knows what it's like to be Cardiff City and to be that to be that icon as the fans look towards. And you can imagine that his engagements with the fans will be high. You can imagine he he seems like a person. I trust anyway. He knows the club, right? He, he knows, knows the, the club. club. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get at. He knows the club. I trust him. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I trust him. I'd and feel more than same, comfortable. Same team as Hector, wasn't he? Um, back in the day. Yep. If Hector was to stay. Which I, I think, going back to the question, I think, yeah, I, I would definitely give him to World Cup now. At unless, least. Unless someone like Jose Reed comes available and is no. interested. <laughs> but, um, yeah, give him to the World Cup, then maybe if... Uh, evaluate how he's been and then maybe say right end the season and see how he doesn't end the season and then maybe think right maybe yeah he didn't get well enough of a contract oh thanks thank you very much for this season thank you for like, looking after us we'll have to keep you on part of the coaching staff but we're going to look for someone else but it's good ways I know Wales did something similar with Rob Page obviously we stuff would go on in the background but you had that pressure of knowing this might be my last game or this might mm. be my last month or had that extra pressure might help us Getting more results, and normally sometimes managers like I just slack off and like ease down a bit as soon as they have a contract, they slow down performance wise. But I'm happy, I'm happy. Obviously, the fans seem happy with Hudson, as we heard. And mm. why not? Why not give him to the World Cup? Why not? It's not literally the World Cup is not that far away, honestly. It doesn't seem well, it's literally not. That goes on to our, to our next uh, our next question from John Tucker. John Tucker, too. What's going on, John? Nice to see you back, back where you belong. Eight games till the World Cup. We'll make it 11 in charge for Hudson. Let's see where we are after Sheffield United before handing out a contract to Hudson. You on the same page as John? Yeah, exactly. And especially the games in between is that we've got Swansea obviously coming up we'll talk about. But there's some big teams there. So if he does get some big results, why mm. not keep him? And obviously the last thing we want is to chuck a manager in just before the South Wales derby. So having Hudson who knows... Um, the club and how to, how to win a derby. It, 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 it's a stupid decision not to keep him at least towards that, to the end of that derby. Mm. Listen, well, everything you say is right, but you were saying a lot of different things last week. You, you, were, ready, you were ready to get <laughs> someone else through the door last week. What's, what's with this change of heart, Will? What's with this change? This, see, this is what wins. This is what points does to football fans. It will change your mindset, the way you, your brain works, the way you wake up in the morning. I'm telling <laughs> you. Just thought I'd... Uh, point that out but next question <laughs> <laughs> next question is from Richie Lou Richard Lewis how's it going Rich he says positive results and the players look happier in the market which is brilliant a lot of fans are apprehensive about Mark getting the job permanently but after Mad Mick and Morrison do you think that this is the norm for us now and the way that we appoint managers interesting Rich Interesting. Well, to answer your um, first half of the uh, of your reaction, I think the players look much happier. Not that they could look any less happier after being with Morrison, but they look they look much happier, and I can I can feel more of a team camaraderie, like between them. So I think that's definitely to start that that's that's the result of that's why we have positive results because of that. That's why it results in. A lot of fans apprehensive on Mark at the job, of course. Of course. Obviously, it looks good compared to Mad Mick and Morrison. It's going much better. But is this the way we appoint managers, Well, 
well, for the academy and then up. Um, at the moment, I think it's been good, only because we've seen a lot of talent come through with Davis, Carlwell, and even like the fringe players like Sam. We've we've built up a, a, a squad and they have to spend so much money on rotation players, mm. and the fact like they've been with them for so many years and developed them, and the players, those players will feel comfortable around like um, Hudson and and was it Ramson? Mm. And uh, yeah, so like, why not? But. I think it will be a stage where we can be doing that for a long time, especially if we become a better team. So I think, oh, a lot of people have been saying that. I know Benjamin said it. I know Morrison on Sky Sports said that. Uh, Clara see a better team than they were when we, when we first took over. And Benjamin said oh. we're not we're not too far from clicking. And Morrison even said with the striker, you can see the benefits. As soon as, they, as soon as Robinson's come in, it's clicked, and you're starting to see a really good Clara City side. So. It's, it's 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 helped us it's helped us rebuild really good. I'm seeing the benefits from it, but maybe uh it might be a time for not saying more experience but it's more tactical and the know how and the being in places to come in and maybe push his car side further maybe towards the Premier League. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully. Next question is from at Nigel Blues, Nigel Harris. Big up yourself, Nigel. He says, quarter of the way into the season and one in... Th- well, this is mad. One in three championship clubs have sacked their manager. Only 24 EFL clubs have not sacked the gaffer in the last year. Is football crazier than ever? And how do I get the Watford job when you only need to do it a few weeks to get a massive payoff? <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer the first question, no, football's mad. All right, football is mad. And the Watford job... I'm sure we can link you with a few contacts, Nigel. We know we know a few people around here at Swaz. I'm sure we can uh, put you through to the re- relevant authorities. But well, one in three championship clubs have sacked their manager. It's really That's mad. It's really that is mad. Especially like with uh, what's happened with COVID, COVID, in it, and like the financial side of well today's world, how everything's gone up in yeah. price and stuff. It's interesting that clubs are going are going that way, or maybe they're fed up of. Right, oh, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen, look at Chelsea. We mentioned the last episodes, they sat their manager, they won the Champions League, and then they sat their own manager, they won the Premier League back, back in the day, obviously. But they sat their manager recently, with Tuchel going and Graham Potter coming in. Never so know. maybe, is it, I don't know, the game's going, I, I don't, I don't know, honestly. Football's mad. Football, Football is mad. Football is mad. Next question from David Tibbs, Tibbo. He says, Hudson will clearly be given the job until the end of the season shortly. Let's not jump overboard and hope he continues these results and that the addition of a few of his own coaches and players when the window reopens makes a difference going forward. It's a very good point you make there, Tips. Is Hudson going to be bringing anyone in January? Because I highly doubt he's going to have any money to spend. I think think the side on about there as well is maybe the coaching staff. Because we did hear rumours that he was allowed to bring in a coach. There was a lot of rumours on Twitter. There was the person was Welsh. Okay. That person was Joe Lenley. Oh yeah, I did hear that actually. I did hear that. I, I, I did hear rumours. I wasn't out, but I, I heard rumours. I, that's I, not from I, us. I, that's not from Swaz Pod. We are just saying what we heard. But I, I also heard rumours that he was in live lounge and Rems, Markinson, and Joe Lenley and a couple of staff. So <laughs> we just heard that. Yeah. By the way, we're not saying that's what happened. We just hear that. <laughs> we just but, say what we hear. 
he, he gets Cardiff. Oh, he gets... <laughs> he gets the Cardiff. <laughs> hey, Cardiff through and through. Cardiff through and through. So don't quote Swaz on that. We, you know, we just don't shoot the messenger. But it is true. Say the, this is true. It's, it's, a positive, it's a positive sign. That's how, sure. how would you feel? How would you feel if Joe Leddy was maybe the assistant or part of the coaching background? Well, if I, how I would feel... And maybe first team fail that. Oh, don't get no, no that, no that is what gets me excited. That gets me more excited than Chuck and Carwell in the midfield. Honestly, like that is that would be a dream. I'd love it. I'd love it. Not just that. That's just Cardiff, man. That's proper Cardiff, like proper. So I'd be buzzing. I'd I'd really be buzzing with that. Obviously, Joe has got the most experience in coaching. Obviously, I know he's done a few bits and bobs, but. Obviously, he hasn't got as much experience as a lot of other coaches we'd be bringing in, but we're not bringing him in for the experience, are we? We're bringing him for the Cardiff. Cardiff legend. I don't care. I'm going to say he's a Cardiff legend. Born in Fairwater, played for City, was one of our better players at a young age, went to Celtic, mashed bits over there. Do you know what I mean? Like, Premier League, Brad. Played in the Premier League. Cardiff boy that played in the Premier League. He's from Fairwater, well. And he played in the Premier League. Semi final Euros. Semi final Euros, and he was a legend on that tour. They call him now. He's the, when he gets introduced on TV, he's not ex Wales and Crystal Palace footballers. Wales 2016 icon. So I'd love it if Joe, Joe got introduced to the staff. Obviously, it depends on his decision and what's his motivations and what he wants to do. I know he does a lot of TV work, and that, has, I guess, has been the focus of his career so far, but. If he was to take the uh, turn to managing, I'd be, I'd be awful. I'd be there with open arms. How about you, Will? How would you feel? Yeah, it'd, it'd, it'd be, be nice, like re, rejuvenating our childhood. Yeah, you know it'd be what I mean? Nice. Yeah, it'd be a bit nostalgia, wouldn't it? But he's, he's been places, so he, he knows how Very to true. win. He's been with Celtic. He's won titles with Celtic. Yeah. And he's seen how to win and keep that mentality. And he's been to Palace. He's been with Wales on, in the Euros. He's, He's been, been really, been really concerned for Cardiff as well. He's got some big goals for Cardiff, mm. but um, yeah, his his experience and his knowledge of the club and it'd be really interesting. It'd be good to have him in, especially before the South Wales derby, mate. Hey, <laughs> hey, if there's a time to do it, now is the grass clad time. Let's let's just be honest <laughs> about things. Let's just be honest. The next reaction is from Ashley Gifford Giffy, nineteen twenty-seven. I hope that's not your birthday, but Giffy. Is put on Twitter. He said, "I follow Barrytown women, and I've got to say, Cardiff women are easily the best team I've seen play. They got some real talent in this squad." Bluettes. That's what we do. That's what we do, Ash. This is what we do. Travelling, coming. Travelling, coming. You heard it on Swaz Pod first. You heard it on Swaz Pod first. But we'll get more into the Cardiff City women's team later on in the show. But they have been absolutely smashing it this season. So just another reminder to get down there. They play on a Sunday, 2 o'clock. So against Abergavenny and New Saints. That's right, Will, isn't it? So definitely, definitely try and get down there if you can. And, mate, mate, Ashley, don't lie. They play good football. The football they play, it's better than what we've been watching for the past few years, that's for sure. Good football, good team camaraderie, some real talent, some future stars in that squad as well. Honestly, a really, really good system. Future so we can get down there. there. Hey, Future futures internationals, right there on our doorstep. But that was the fans' questions. Once again, thank you so much to all your amazing swazzers that put your questions in. 
the other people that keep this keep the show going. We really appreciate it. And you smashed it once again. Now remember, we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So like, love, share, comment and most importantly, subscribe. Now you all know what time it is. It's Will's favourite part of the show. It's Get the Bluebird. Will, what have we got this week? For those who don't know, Get the Bluebird is the second of the show. Where my Bluebird knowledge is tested. Where we simply guess the Bluebird. So for those who've seen on Twitter and Instagram, to see if you're correct, now's the time. Well, yeah, so we got, who we got this week, well, who we got? Right, <clears throat> this player started his career at Blackburn Rovers in 2005. 2005, right. And he's made sure, I've been doing all right the last couple of weeks, you know. I've been doing all right. He, made, he made no appearance for Blackburn Rovers. Okay. Before then going to Athen Collieries, I believe, playing 35 games, 19 goals for okay. years. And then oh, before, moving to Stock, before moving to Stockport County in 2006, having a three-year spell, playing 80 games, 17 goals. Before then joining Huddersfield in 2009, spending two years at Huddersfield Town, playing 92 games, 19 goals. Two before years. Then, move, then before moving on to Norwich City in 2011, where he played three years for Norwich. Playing 75 games for the Canaries, scoring yeah. 14 goals. Before right. then joining us in 2014, for a five-year period at Cardiff City. What? Playing 103 games, scoring 20 goals for the Bluebirds. Before moving on in 2019 to Wigan Athletic, where he spent a year at Wigan. Playing 24 games, two goals. Before then having a spell at East Bengal. 17 games, three goals. Now... At Fleetwood Town, playing 25 games so far and four goals. So he went... All right, all right, okay. So okay. if you want me to recap... So he, no, he no, no, don't cap. recap, don't recap. We, I just want to know. Uh, yeah. So he went... When did he go from Norwich to Cardiff? Oh, yeah. Right, he, he joined Cardiff in 2014 and he left in 2019. So five, year, five year spell, Brand. He's got 20 goals, Brand, but... Like, that's why I, I have no idea what a position he is because he's had a few seasons where obviously he scored quite a few, but then he's had a few. Mate, that is a. Alright, from Norwich. Mate, he's got 20, 20 big goals. And he joined us in 2011. Um, 2014, mate. So, oh, he joined us in 2014. <sighs> mate, alright, alright, alright. Right, I gotta think. 2014. So, we've just got relegated. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you another clue, Brand. Go on. He spent his youth career at Preston North End, oh, Manchester mate. United, and Blackburn what? Rovers about. What? What's that? How is that going to help, bro? <laughs> um, Raz. Um, I, can, I can give you a few clues, mate, if you're struggling. Oh, bro, no, nah, because... Oh, I got a thought, but I just don't want to just throw it out. Right. I'll, I'll tell you another clue. Right, let me... He's let an me. international... He's an international. <laughs> and he started his career at Blackburn. Yeah. Oh, play a game now. Brave. And where did he go after Blackburn? Uh, he went to Stockport earlier in his career. Then Huddersfield Town, then Norwich, then Cardiff, then Wigan. And now he's at right. Fleetwood. I think my best. And he's there for five years, bro. Five How much pierces did he have for Cardiff? 
Yes. 103. <laughs> oh, bro, I... That's not a lot, man. He scored a big years. goal, man. He bro, I, can, a... I, I can't... I, five years, bro, I can't... I can't forget. 103 games ain't a lot of games in five years, bro. He, he, played, he was a winger, if that helps. Um... <laughs> oh, my days. You struggled, didn't you, man? Oh, mate. I I am, bro, bro, he was I there did... for so long, though. I give his nationality. Oh, bro, that might give it away, though. <laughs> it sounds like you need a bit. Oh, mate. This is going to be... Nah, I actually don't want this because I'm going to be so embarrassed. So we so we joined from Norwich, yeah? yeah. And then after that, I went to... Where did you go after Norwich? Where did you go after us? You went to Wigan. After us, yeah? All right, I got it. Say less, say less. I got this, I got this. I'll, I'll, give, you a national, I'll give you his nationality. Give me a nationality. Republic of Ireland. Oh, stop it, bro. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, I forgot this one, bro. <laughs> oh. Bro. What is it? God. It is the answer. Joe Mason. No. <laughs> no. Wait, <laughs> did you say winger? He's a winger, yeah. He's a winger. Fuck me, bro. What is going on with my life? He's got a goal against Bristol City. Well, mate. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I can't believe you picked a player that was literally played for us three years ago. I can't think of the boy, mate. You cannot think, no? Oh, bro, I'm going to be so few, but I'm ending the podcast as soon as you give me the answer. <laughs> right, you ready for the answer? <sighs> Go on, mate. The one and only Anthony Neil James Pilkington. Oh, mate! Soon as you said... Soon as you said Anthony, bro, I knew it. That's good. <laughs> That's poor. That's poor. Oh, I saw you to get this one. Nah, I know I did, mate. That's poor. A little careful. A little careful. Nah, I was a good one. Bro. That's poor Norwich as well, bro. (laughs) That Norwich. That literally, I'm not even giving it away. Wigan, bro, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know we joined Wigan after this. Oh, do you know what? You initially played against us. No. And like the tic-tac hit. (laughs) Do what I agreed. Bro, that is embarrassing. Well... I'll let everyone, all the fans, all the swazzers have some fun with that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they got your brand. Anthony Pilkington. Oh, mate. Oh, I'm not going to... I'm going to be thinking about that all day. I'm honestly going to be thinking about it all day. But <laughs> Anthony Pilkington was the guest was the guest of Bluebird for this week. Make sure to get involved next... I'm still fuming. Make sure to get involved next week <laughs> on the Twitter and the Instagram to submit your answer of guess the bluebird. So the next segment of the show is the Cardiff City's women's section. I said it was coming up. So this is the Cardiff City's women's section. The Cardiff City's women's section is back and we're back for another episode. And of course, we are joined once again by Bluebird's women defender, Hannah Power. How are you doing today, Han? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you both doing? Very good, thank you. How about you, Will? Yeah, I'm all good, man. So we're going to start it off. First off, a league game versus Barrytown United Ladies. Away from home with a 3-0 win. First half goals coming from Zoe Atkins and once again, Phoebe Poole. And then Daniel Broadhurst to finish off in the second. Another comfortable league win. How has it becoming so easy for the team? Yeah, do you know what? Um, Barry away is never an easy game. So yeah. it was really important for us to not underestimate them and keep our standards high. So we were really pleased to go there and get the three goals in a clean sheet. And I don't know if you've seen any of the goals, but 
they were amazing. Um, all three of them are really good. They were really well worked. Fionn's balls into the box are just a different gravy. And that ball she put into Phoebe for our first goal was just on a plate. Um, and then Danielle brought her sec- um, thir- our third goal. It was just a rocket. It was one of those, as soon as it left her foot, you just knew it was going top bins. But for us, you know, it's just been amazing to have the start of the season that we've had. And we're really happy. And... Um, yeah, I just think the standards that we're upholding, that's why we're getting the wins we are. We're all buying into the same thing. We're all trying our best. And Ian's really had a, a good impact on us in that way. Yeah, and Phoebe Paul, again, scoring, scoring once again, which actually probably earned her the player of the month. I, I know we've mentioned it before and how well she's developed into a player, but player of the month in a, well, first, for the first month of the season, how big is that for her moving forward? Yeah. It's really massive for Phoebe and we're really pleased that she got player of the month. Um, A few girls could have got player of the month. There's been some outstanding players um, since starting back. But yeah, really happy for Phoebe and it's it's just showing her talent and how good she is. So really happy that she got it. And it's something that we're going to do every month now. We're going to have a player of the month in the women's section where fans can vote on Twitter. I think... Yeah, I think it's on Twitter. I don't think we've done it on Instagram yet. But yeah, fans can vote on Twitter for players who are being nominated. So it's a really good thing for us as well as players to have that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And head coach Ian Derbyshire, I'm sure he's delighted. He made two changes to that side that played in that win over Swansea last week. So with the eventual goal scorers Zoe Atkins and Meg Bowen making a first and Meg sorry Meg Bowen making a first city start. How did Meg do in her debut, and how much of an impact was Zoe? Yeah, Meg is a really great young player. She's a solid defender and it was great for her to have her debut, especially because Barry is her previous club that she played for last season. So it was really good for her to go out there and get the win on her debut against her old club. So we're really happy for Meg. And then Zoe, I could say so much about Zoe. She's Mm. such a class act on and off the pitch and I'm really good Mm. friends with Zoe. So she just always has a massive part and a massive impact on the pitch. She's a versatile player who can play in a number of positions and she's such an attacking threat. And everyone in our team really values Zoe, so we're really lucky and we feel privileged to have someone like Zoe in our team. Well, we remember last episode, Han, you said you were going to get a goal for us. It very nearly happened off with a volley. What happened? (laughs) Um, So I played holding mid against Barry, um, which is the first time I've played there in about five seasons because I used to be my previous position. So I got moved back into defence. So I was like buzzing. I thought, this is going to be my opportunity to score. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, first, the first four minutes of the game, the ball was cleared out and on the edge of the box where I was and it came up out in the air. And I thought, right, here's my moment. I was already celebrating in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I did catch the ball cleanly, but it just went over the bar. My moment Looked was like... gone. <laughs> it was close, mine, Han. It was close. It was a good effort. I, I think the camera angle might have done me some justice. <laughs> 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 but I, I kept saying to Danielle Broadhurst all game, like, if you get the ball, set me back on the edge of the box so I can shoot. <laughs> I was so desperate for a goal. But it just wasn't meant to, meant to be for me in that game. But hopefully I'll have another opportunity in another game. <laughs> we appreciate efforts, Anne, that's for sure. <laughs> Moving on then, big final win against Cascade Ladies. Obviously, you captained the team as well. Another clean sheet. How did you feel to captain that? And also, such a big win in the cup. Yeah, it's always an honour to captain the club for me. You know, I feel like I've got big boots to fill because Siobhan Walsh, our captain, she's a brilliant captain on and off the pitch. So I always am mindful that I want to uphold the same standards as her. Um, 
But it was a great feeling to get that win and progress on to the next round of the Cup and to keep a clean sheet. And for all the young players who got the opportunity to play in that match, their first senior start. So it was a really great day and, you know, a really proud moment for me to captain the club. Well, like you mentioned, uh, Derbyshire gave his first senior starts to Evie Hughes, Alicia Hawkins and also Sophie Norman's first game back from a long-term injury. How has Ian been able to give so many opportunities while keep, keep breaking in the wins? Yeah, it's really brilliant that we have the young players in our setup who can step up to senior level and perform the way they did, like they did on Sunday in the Cup. And I think the reason that Ian's able to do that and make those changes is because everybody buys into the standards and how we want to play. At training, we have a high intensity. All those young players are training with their senior players and they're getting that opportunity in training to train at a high intensity. And I think that's showing on the pitch that when they're needed, when the opportunity comes knocking for them, they can come on and make a difference in the team and, you know, put pressure on our senior players who... um start week in week out that you know there's young players on the cusp of the team who you know can come in at any moment and take our place it's it's a good competitive environment for the team and I think it just keeps everybody on their toes and everybody's just rearing to go every time we have a game and it's really pleasing for Sophie to come back in after a long-term injury as well really pleased for her getting her minutes. The next two games home against Abercrombie Town and the New Saints how do you how are we going to set up try and set up against them how are you going to try and attack those sides? I think for us we just know we need to keep doing what we've been doing for the past few weeks it's been working really well for us playing that style of football so that's going to be our aim just keep upholding our standards and hopefully that'll help us continue on our unbeaten run don't really know what Aberystwyth and TNS are going to be like this season they've signed a few players over the summer so it'll be interesting to see how they set up but for us we're ready for whatever they throw at us so we're really looking forward to those next two games I don't doubt that one bit and I know one game last week was a cup game but we're going to say it again Han hopefully you come back six points happier it's working every week so <laughs> we'll keep saying week. it it's working every week, even if it's cup game. You can have two cup games on the bounce. We're still going to say it. But thank you so much for coming on, Han. We, as always, really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Han. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was the Cardiff City's women's section. As I said, the Bluebirds women are on absolute flames this season. Four games, four wins, four clean sheets. Unreal. Honestly, unreal. Travelling coming. Travelling coming in a while. Incoming, mate. Incoming soon. It's incoming. Remember you heard it. Now, before we get to the last segment of the show, we got a special little something for you. A little message from an old friend. Enjoy. Cardiff City FC. Go through managers like I did girlfriends in my 20s. Steve Morrison, we never even made the meet the parents stage. Started as the swipe right, the might as well, the booty call. We had our moments. An abysmal afternoon against Huddersfield. Q, Isaacs, hop, skip, cross for Kiefer. Doyle drama. Even Ikpueza, elbows for knees, ham-handed ayatollahs. And goals that meant the world and made Rooney cry and Barnsley brawl. But there's always something with an X. That moment of clarity. Then there would be the one. You carry on regardless. With Morrison, for me, the 4-0 farce. 28,000 there. 28,000 to see the doob. That hurt will always hurt. But then, seasons change. A summer bromance. 17 new players. A new style. 
I can change, I can change, I can change. But convincing Tan? I don't think so. Goalkeepers are shot takers, not sweeper keepers for our long ball loving owner. Morrison may forever be the Kurt Cobain of City managers. Posters on bedroom walls in two decades' time. T-shirts in Primark. Grey crops that cut the jour for believers. Burn bright, burn bold, bang, bang in the temple. Who pulled the trigger? Self-harm or a message from above? Never mind. Football moves on. So the Blues are back with Mr Dependable, Captain Fantastic, the lovely lad at the back. For some of our greatest moments in recent times, the cheap option again, perhaps, but one with a history of our club. Peter Whitlam's pal, Joe Ledley's mucker. If it works, what could be better? Bellamy, perhaps, but he's destined to be the one that got away. Hudson's made tiny tweaks, or perhaps he's just had the striker Steve never did. Seven from nine. Watch the Bluebirds fly. Ten from twelve this Saturday would do nicely, and with a bottom of the table, other CCFC in town, who better to face? But then, the derby. The derby. Hudson scored there, he gets it. Is that enough though, getting it? Swansea, bang in form. Perhaps they're better than us, further along in the evolution. Maybe we should mick ball a 1-0, 50-piece scruff it. But that's not us anymore. Does Hudson know how to, evo- how to avoid the double dupe? We shall see. Tea leaf time, player of the season. Uh, early shout for Cedric Kipre. In my dream last night, he won an Olympic gold for floor gymnastics. Iron fist, velvet foot. Get yourself a man who can do both. Sign him up, Huds. Dark horse of the season. He's one of our own. Swansea-born, Mark Harris. Loads of guts, a little guile. Hopefully some more goals like that Blackburn master blaster. Sparky's big year. Maybe he'll score to make Southgate cry in an air-conditioned Lego stadium in the sand. That'll do. So where will the boys finish? Who knows, but I'll be there. Keep listening, Swazzers. Hope you're good. Miss you, as ever. Bluebirds. Hope you enjoyed that one from Swaz legend, the one and only DT. It's a pleasure to have you on, DT. Amazing hearing your voice once again. And hey, he's just, he's majestic anyway. Well. Majestic. He's just, he's just majestic. DT doing DT things. Anyway, DT, thank you once again for coming on. Swaz legend, always part of the Swaz family. Massive love from a big dyad, Bluebird. So the next segment of the show, coming to the end of the show, is what we want to bring up was... The Cardiff City's under-21s beating the Swans 4-3 in an unbelievable game of football, to be honest. A proper derby. Red cards, penalties, dramas. It had it all. It was a first-half brace coming from James Crawl, who has looked very good for the under-21s and had a fantastic game. And don't worry, we hear Henry say, we see you on Twitter, Hen, we see you. We see what you've been saying about James and A. You could be right, you could be right. But a first-half brace... From himself, which is later added by a goal from Isaac Jeffries. And then, for the ones who've seen it, you know, a stunning late winner from Jack Leahy. Honestly, to score that goal, winner in the derby, was fant- uh, uh, fantastic. It was unbelievable to see. I was screaming from home watching it. On, I was the, watching, on, yeah. on the YouTube stream that didn't work for the first half. And was... I was watching it, mate. I was watching it. I was watching the Cardiff <laughs> SU, mate. <laughs> 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 I didn't work. In the... That's all right. And all of a sudden, I've seen this, this ball go top corner. 
Can't believe I saw. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But just while we're on that, Cardiff City, we know we know the club listens. We we understood you sorted out the string betting in the second half, but that streaming in the first half was honestly something I've never seen before in my life. I I got I got uni colleagues that could literally I could get a bunch of us together and pull off better than that in the first half. Come on, we're a big club. We have got a big fan base. Give give it the quality it deserves. But a fantastic performance from the under twenty ones. Joel Bagan and Ollie Tanner starts the game and gets plenty of game time. Brilliant to see them back in. Obviously, Joel Bagan had been having the his opportunities he might like this season. Tanner, we know he's you know clearly a talented player. You know, be interested to see well where his career gets out of Cardiff City. But it's nice to see him get game time. And one young player who did play in the game with Morgan Wigley, very well off the bench. Honestly, well, when he came on, change the game. Like, in, not in the sense of with the ball, just just going for it non-stop. Honestly, when he came on the pitch, he didn't start running to the end. So there's a player to definitely look out for. He's got a couple of goals in the last couple of games. Oh, he's, he's looking a very game. dangerous player. Proper Cardiff boy as well. I know he's a brand of proper Cardiff boy. And it'd be, it'd be good to see... More of him, and hey, he could, he could have an opportunity in the near future. Could have an opportunity in the near future, as well as plenty of the other boys who played fantastic and show real passion, which is all we can hope for as Cardiff City fans. Just a passion fighting for the badge. And it was clear to see from all 11 players on the pitch, they all wanted it. All subs. It was a brilliant performance. But you know what that means? Well, Cardiff City women's against Swans, win. Under-21s against the Swans, win. Under-18s against the Swans win. They've all beat them. All beat them, um, guys. They've all beat them. All beat them, people, at the end four. So, is our men's first team going <laughs> to let us Hopefully not, down? mate. Hopefully not. Are they going to let us down? Markets as bad as we are, mate. We're going for it. That's what you hope. We're not, we're, we're <laughs> not, we're not seeing a double doom. Hopefully as, not. Uh, Dad Tite said. As, as DT mentioned, hopefully, hopefully not. Otherwise, you might not see Swaz part for a bit, but that's that's a quest. That's a uh, conversation for another day. That's a conversation for another day. But another one of our young players, which we do want to mention on our long watch. We mentioned Eli King last week on our little long watch. Kieran Evans on loan has broken three parts of his ribs, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, three rib, broken three ribs. Unfortunately, obviously for him, obviously he's been doing well. On loan with them, yeah. So it's it's a shame, really. Obviously, he'd be up a little bit for that. Big shame. But also another player as well. I've been doing really, really well, and we've mentioned is uh, McInnes. And um, last episode, four clean sheets in five. Right, wow. four clean sheets in five. Three in the league, Sheffield. Wow. So um, maybe he could be the back post. Back post uh, answer. He could be the answer. Yeah. Could... <clears throat> we'll see. January time comes around after World Cup, eh? After see. Well, hopefully we haven't thought. Hopefully Sheffield don't nick him off us. Could be, could be loving life over there. Could be loving life. That's why we have got to be careful. Could be loving life over there. But we'll see what happens with Mark McGuinness. But Kieran Evans, you know, bluebird player. Wish you a speedy recovery, and uh, all the best in the future. And hopefully, hopefully he does come back while he's on that loan spell and gets a few more games because he done really well on loan last season in the Northern Ireland Irish Second Division, wasn't it? Linfield, I believe he was playing for last season. So. Uh, had a good season last year on loan, so hopefully he can get, get back and be playing at his best. Now, Will, we mentioned earlier with Ruben Corwell and about how he's going to shape up coming back into the side. Ruben and Isaac 
obviously another the two the two future cornerstones of our team as I look at it. Two players that the fans were screaming for regular game time under Morrison. Once they're back from injury, how do they fit in the side well? Oh mate, exciting times. Especially with the foot if they're gonna put Robinson. The, what what blows my mind is we're gonna have Robinson, Harris, Davis with a pace. Then then if if he plays with two and one comes on, we're still gonna have that same type of personnel constantly for the ninety minutes, and that's gonna give the centre half nightmares really with that pacing behind constantly, and obviously Carwell maybe could he? I know we didn't we didn't like it, but if we had to play with that two, could he go as a two and then drop in and in the gaps, and play off him? But exciting times! I really excited to see Davis back, especially because he's a bit similar to Harris in a way where he plays. So. Hopefully he gets back and just shows more depth for our squads, which is needed, I think, at times. Especially when we've, we've had the leads and we want to go on the break and play counter-attack football. So, something like Ozzy is brilliant and perfect for that opportunity as well. Well, that's all well and good, Will, but the question is, who's going to miss out? Well, Because you need I about think... four or five players going forward then. Someone's going to miss out. I think that's the only thing. Like, How do they fit into our side? How do they, how do they get game time? Because... By the time they come back, these players are going to be sharp, they're going to be ready, they're going to be used to the system, playing. We've got to remember, Kowal and Isaac has not played under Mark Harris. They Mark Hudson. Mark ha- Blood fire. <laughs> Mark, Mark, <laughs> Mark Hudson. So, they haven't played under him, so you don't know how they're going to yeah. fit in. So, it it's, be, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting to see how they're going to get in because we know what Isaac's made of. We know what he brings. And like you said, you've seen the similarities with him and Mark Harris and he said Mark Hudson then. With him and Mark Harris, their the tenacity. Is he going to be playing in the same sort of role that he's been playing Mark Harris in? Which then means Mark Harris then goes to the bench. Or does it mean that Mark Harris starts instead of Davis because he sees in well, them two players as same style? Where does Cole go in? Does he come in as a centre mid in a three? It's, it's interesting, Brad. Or does he go on to win? Especially when you come out from injury, they don't always get chucked straight in the deep end. They build in minutes no. up for 30 minutes, back and then 45, etc. But you also got to think the World Cup's coming up, Brand. So, one, like, how much game time do they get? And yeah. are they going to be happy with that game time and able to get into their World Cup squads, which they're both probably desperate to get into? And then you got to think, if, if they do with the World Cup, and if they don't play, they're going to be not as fit, match fit, should we say, come back into the season again. So it's, it'd be important how the the club and the staff deal with those two players for the yeah. next couple of weeks, especially after the World Cup, and how they nurse them back in. So I think Harris at the moment is number one, and I think he will be for the next couple of weeks, maybe until after the World Cup as well, because you never know, Harris could have a good World Cup brand as well. And Mate, he could get some game time. He, he can make himself Mate. as a front runner. Mate, you heard what DT said. We all heard what D- DT's prophecy we all heard the prophecy, but it could. But Carwell's a funny one, man, because, like I mentioned, is he going to be... I don't think he'd be playing on the wing the way we play, well, the way we've seen us play this season. Is he going to be putting that centre mid? But does he fit in that centre mid? Because I personally feel like Carwell, it may work for him as centre mid, like we mentioned earlier, with Ronald Martin and Wintle, but I feel like he's at his best when he's in more of like a free-run position. Obviously, I feel like... We sh- he needs to have some sort of reins on him and some sort of structure to his play. But it's when he's getting in some little pockets in the midfield or 
in the final third when he's just, just going in, in them little runs in beyond the defence or just in front of the defence, looking for a one-two, just making things happen. He's an imp- He just makes things happen. Impact. He's impact player. He just makes things happen. He just pulls rabbits out of his hat. So, Do you want to idea? Maybe that we might see everyone's fit. It's maybe like a 5-4 one brand, but is it the midfield being a diamond and the Carlisle's a 10. Yeah, but then what about our, our five wingers? But then that's the thing, you just drop, you got to drop a striker, but you might, you might be able to put O'Dowd as a wing-back. And an Ojo maybe as a striker. And Kinku as a wing-back. And then if you have that, the likes of Adams and Rinobotta and Winter midfield, or maybe Rolls and Adams with Colwell, that's just, just midfield's going to win the game, isn't it? It's plenty of, there's plenty of ways we could play when we get a fully, fully squad fit. I think it might be a lot of rotation of formations with Colwell, in order to get the best out of the team and, all, and him as well. I just hope they can. I hope we can find a like a role for him though. A solution. Because I imagine we can like find a role for him, and he and he could get to the, he could even get to January or could get to the end of the season, and then, boom, he he's like, why am I here? Oh, do you know what we haven't mentioned? Could go to the World Cup and score a banger against England off the bench. Next thing you know, Tottenham have put a fifty mil bid in for him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> could happen. Wait, maybe not fifty mil. Let's not get excited. But we've got to remember some of these players. Well. Hopefully, we do get a couple of players going out to the World Cup. Could completely change for them. Yeah. We could get a big, big deal after the World Cup. The whole world's going to be watching. But it'd be interesting. But I just hope, I just hope and pray that we can find a perfect role for Colwell because, like I mentioned, he's he's the future of this club, to be honest. Him and Isaac Davis. So hopefully, they come back and uh, recover as perfectly and as well as they can. So, next question I have for you, Will. Which we did, we have mentioned a lot today. Question is: Has Robinson been the answer to our call for a striker? Is he is he proven his worth as the only player that we actually spent money on? And would you start him over him or Sparky? Robinson has had three assists and two goals in the last five games. Say you have to pick one now. I know you've been mentioning the Twitter friend to get you out of these situations all day. You've been trying it well, and I'm I got to chuck it at you. Who would yeah. you who would you start? Him or Imo Sparky, Robinson, three assists and two goals. Robinson, only because I think Harris off the bench could offer you quite quite more than Robinson would with that pace and that energy. I, I know Robinson's got that as well, but I think Harris got a bit more of that in his locker. And I think Robinson will will win you the game early on in starting. Maybe not sure about Harris. I know he's been on form, but Robinson, as you mentioned, three assists and two goals in the last five. He's, he knows how to score and how to set up uh, his teammates. So. Robinson starting, maybe Harris off the bench, but preferably both from together. Please. <laughs> that's, that's your choice. That's your answer. That's very interesting. Well, me personally, I'd have to go just early on. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd start Robinson because I just think the way he's been getting involved in the play, like from up the field to then dropping in, he's been really well. And, I, and I, you can tell, like I said, you can tell he's been enjoying his football. You can tell he's really buying into the club and buying into this philosophy we're trying to create um, here at Cardiff. So I'd go for him. But obviously, I've always said this. I've even mentioned it in the episode how, how much of a fan I am of Sparky, one of our owners. I can't uh, reiterate enough. So yeah, I'd, I'd go for Robinson. But like I said, well, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Football's mad. Football's mad. Mark Hudson could try three, three strikers next game. We don't know. We hope not. But speaking of next games, our upcoming fixtures, Coventry at home, Q 
QPR away, which I want to touch up on. 37 quid for the midweek championship away game. What's it's that about, Well, it? It's ridiculous. It's, it's become like a city break to watch Carl City away now. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. It is, You've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice. Are you going to watch Carl City away in a week? Or are you going to take your missus out for food? It's literally, you know, 30, 37 pounds for a ticket, plus the bus. Number 60 quid to go, and see, go to London, like. Yeah. Get a train. And, honestly. Oh, stupid. Plus, plus food and food. drinks and stuff. Oh, and how expensive about... it is in London? I mean, we've we been like keeping out of way well, back when we were young bucks. <laughs> like... It's not, not worth 37 quid. It's not, it's not <laughs> worth the 37 quid. Coming, looking like you're coming into an abandoned police station. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not being rude on that thing. It's but... not box. <laughs> it's just not on. It's just, it's not, it's not on at all whatsoever. So, well, we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of fans that just said, I've just retained my ticket because I bought it and thought, I'm not going to be taking a mug out like that. Do you know like, what I mean? It, it is overpriced but I, I know that some I know we got some deals with some clubs I think Watford might be one of them and West Brom that we've done like a £20 like or something like similar for like each each team that makes sense so we, we've set a price that we're going to charge each other a lower price and we've gone through it which that needs to happen more because you can't be paying £37 £37 quid man on top of the travel on top of the food like we mentioned on top of everything yeah, that is just it, and especially at the moment of what's going on in today's world like it's wrong and like the worst thing is is there's people that, that have been going to these away games for decades and decades not missing a game other than covid obviously not missing a game and they and they're gonna fulfill to that commitment and they're you gonna must, still yeah. be paid and they're still gonna be paying that money right literally you, you mentioned that 37 pounds we've had what two long away games back to back with Huddersfield and we've got Sutherland coming up Swansea coming up which is quite expensive as well and then you've got to think, Wales World Cup. You've got to also think, Wales qualifiers. They're all, they're all being released all around the same time. You can't, you've got to pick and choose. And £37 is not appealing, to, well, for myself anyway. To, especially with QPR. You could say QPR further than you could see to go and watch, but not £37. And that's just a bit of a joke, to be honest. It is a, it is a joke. But, like you mentioned, well, of course, the third game that I'll be coming up is the Jacks away. Now I think I feel it's got obviously it's going to be the biggest game of the season so far, of course. Are we feeling on the build at will? Because honestly, I I I've we can't lose it. We can't lose, bro. We but can't. Honestly, lose. we we can't because the under twenty ones have won. The women's we have can't, won. Under under eighteens. I know we're but, away from home, but we can't. But they're coming into this this derby in a, in a bit of good form, brand. They've beaten. Four big sides, four wins in a row: Watford, Sunderland, West Brom, Hull. They ain't bad sides. A lot though. of people, a lot, a lot of people, been praising Russell Martin. Sixth in the league, third highest possession in the league. They like to keep the ball. We know that. So this is how we're gonna go at that game. That's why I mentioned maybe Adams. I'm not sure when he's back, but if you love, love to get or roll, just get like that energy in midfield, win the battle in midfield, and make sure they don't dominate the ball in the derby. Then again, we gotta let them have the ball sometimes. In the yeah, hundred percent. Because they're they're away, we're, we're away, so they're home, so they're gonna be more comfortable. But mate, big, we can't, it's a big mate. Brand. We can't let the the double double happen. Oh, <laughs> bro, we can't let them do it again, man. It's I know it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be away. It's not gonna be an easy game. Do you know what worries me as well? Ben Cabango's been looking on fire recently for them. 
which hurts yeah. me even more because he's literally a Cardiff boy. Like that's that's what hurts me the most, especially when he scored that goal. And yeah, yeah. I just got a bad bad feeling it's gonna happen again, bro. He's probably, oh. He did well for Wales, didn't he? As well, he played oh, as well. He's looking good, he mate. Well, he's... And he's obviously scored. Yeah. Obviously, he's a jack now, and that's how it is. But another player we we have let go, and they're not looking bad, mate. They're not looking bad, but mate, Swansea could always mess up, bro. Let's not forget they've been playing good football. What's that? Form goes out the window in the derby, isn't it? It Exactly, exactly. Form does go out the window, and let's let's not kid ourselves here. They ain't a side full of amazing players. Let's not kid ourselves. They're not a side full of great players. Yeah, they try and play football, but they're not a side full of world beaters. I understand they got a couple of goal scorers in there, and they like to keep the ball, but I back us. I back us, and you know we got to do well. How many points are we getting from the next three? Well, How many if we go back, sorry, if we, if we go back to the commentary game, um, bottom in there, bottom of the table. So three not, points we expect in there. Um, hopefully they 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 did okay, mind, because they they lost to Burnley last time out, beat Middlesbrough, drew with Birmingham, drew with Luton, so five points okay. out of twelve for them. They have that they have that striker Victor. I can't say his last name if you want to have a go, but oh. Victor Gurkis, you know what I'm about quality <laughs> player. I think Burnley try to sign themselves. And also they try to sign in Canberra here, which I've heard rumours that he's back in training, which is not what we want to hear. He's one of the best players. Okay. And they've also got a takeover rumour coming in, so that might give him a bit of an uplift. And they've had a bit of problems with the pitch this season, so we've got to strike him early, hopefully, and get another three points out of them. So I'm going to say three points out of Coventry. Okay. And with QPR, third in the league, they've beaten Reading, Sheffield United and, and Bristol in the last three games. Play four three three, Tyler Roberts in the team, mm. fifth youngest squad in the championship. Chris Willock, unbelievable five goals, five goals in midfield, mate. Zero point seven nine xg per ninety, almost averaging a goal per game. Brands bloody hell. And man. they have Cheer, joint top assist with Silver Thomas. So they got real quality. Mate, they got some good players. players in there. To be honest, mate. Be I honest, Will. Can't. Be honest, mate. I, Go on. Well, we don't have the last one pick you, don't we? Ruben Colwell's free kick, mate. Mate. Yeah, so, but we um, haven't got Ruben Colwell this time. Oh, I don't know, mate. We'll see what happens with his fitness, but difficult. I think QPR would be difficult to get something. So I'm going to say. You're giving us a point? Well, I'll, I'll say the next three games, including Swansea, I'm going to go for four points. Four points you're going for? Four points, Brand. Wow. So mate, I, I can see either a win in the commentary game or the derby and a draw in the commentary or derby. No points in the QPR. Oh, points. I did not expect that from the optimistic Will Kosh. Oh, uh, mate, honestly, QPR. I did not. I did not. No points. They've, they've been on fire and £37. Might you know what I mean? Fans off. Might not have the back here for the fans. But I'm sure, I'm sure everyone will turn up. But... <laughs> I'm sure we'll still get the Cardiff City faithful. Still there. But... I'm going for... I think we'll get three points at Coventry. At home as well, got to win that at home. That's a fixture you've got to get three points from. Yeah. Obviously, the QPR away, like you mentioned. <sighs> I think we might be able to nick a point, Well, We're on good form, oh. mate. We're on good form. I think we're able to nick a point. I've, well, it all depends on the side we put out, also. It all depends on the side we put out. And, of course, for the Jacks, I'm going for a big three points away from home. Three points. Big over the big three points, mate. You gotta be in it to win it, mate. We gotta be in it to win it. We're gonna do him, bro. We're gonna do him. I'm telling you now, we're gonna do him. 
I can feel it. Give me a score. I know I just said about Ben Cabango. I can can feel him doing a madness. But I'm telling you, I can feel us getting three points. I can feel the luck is going to be against us all game, but we're going to go out there and we're going to fight for it. Go on, tell us, tell us your prediction then. Score prediction for Swansea. So we can go back and listen to it. Oh, mate. <laughs> Why you can't, you can't be giving it all that. Just... Oh, mate. All right, all right. It's going to be, uh, be an exciting... It's going to be an exciting 2-1. It's going to be an exciting 2-1. I think it's going to be exciting 2-1 to the Blue Bits. That's what I'm going to get you. goal scorers as well, mate. <laughs> uh, go on, I'll give you some goal. Well, anyone can bloody turn up. Oh, mate. You... Who's going to start? All right, let's just go off. We think we'll go start. Go like, is Sparky going to be starting? Is Sparky going to be starting? Go, go, is... go, go off current form. All right, all right, all right. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. I think Nkunku is going to get one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's going to nick one. And the other goal scorer shall be... It will be, I want to say a Welsh player, but it all depends if Sparky starts. i got a feeling he's going to start Sparky against them. I think he was off. Do you know what? I'm going for Nkunku gets, gets a good goal from overlapping, just nicks yeah. it out with a goal. Sparky gets the winner. Seems, That's interesting. Seems it's, interesting. it's interesting you say Sparky. And you said Sparky, you mate. He's born in Swansea. Cardiff, mate. He's Cardiff through and through now. He's with us. Uh, you took Ben. We'll take Mark. What, what about Robinson? Because <laughs> you said you should start him over Harris. I did say that. I did say that. I think, I've got a feeling they're both going to start. I know I said I'd rather play a 4 3 3. But I just got a feeling we're going to go quite narrow with it against Swansea. Five back, yeah. I feel like we're going to go quite narrow with it. And I, got, and I can see Robinson and Sparky playing that game. So I'm going to go for Sparky and Kunu, mate. That's me. That is me. So remember, we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. So like, love, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. So, well, we're coming to the end of the show. But before we go... Give us your tune of the week. Oh, my tune of the week, Brands. The less I know, the better. Tame Impala. Oh, is it? But a Tame Impala yes. on the go, is it? Tame Impala, mate. The less, oh. the less I know, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Well, my tune of the week, I've gone for Solid as a Rock by Sizzler. Make sure to listen if you haven't heard that already. Because it's what we're going to have to be against the Jacks. Uh, well, and QPR by the sounds of it and commentary. Solid as a rock. So, that's been us from here at Swaz. Be another episode, another great episode. Can't wait to uh, be back in two weeks. And hopefully, hopefully we come back just just as happy as today. Well, see, it's all we want. All we want is good results. We're not, we don't ask for much. Don't ask for much. All we want is good results. So, hopefully, come back just as positive. As today, but that's been us. Blue balls.